0: The Chicago Cubs will get two more players before the 24 season starts and I'm so confident in that statement that I'm willing to give away this Andre Dawson signed Jersey if I'm wrong. I feel extremely confident that the Cubs will get two more players before they start the season in Texas in late March. And again, I I really am going to give this away if I'm wrong. So make sure you stay to the end to see how you can win that Dawson jersey if I do, in fact, end up being wrong on this. But if your feeling is as strong as mine, make sure to subscribe. And if you don't think so, that's okay. Just go ahead and share your opinion in the comments below. Now, in order to prove my point, we need to go back to the beginning of the offseason. As Patrick Mooney from The Athletic told me, there were multiple targets and answers needed at a ton of positions this offseason.
1: They'll be in the deal flow for just about anything and at least like one more, you know, legit starting pitcher. Revamp their bullpen. Uh, They don't have an obvious opening day starter at First base or third base replacing cody bellinger in center field maybe there is some combination of crow armstrong canario mike talkman a ton of money available and the pieces to make just about any deal you'd want
0: patrick said that before the winter meetings and since then the offseason has felt like it's going at a snail's pace not just for the cubs but across the board as i record this today on february 9th Guys like Blake Snell, Cody Bellinger, Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, Jorge Soler, Whit Merrifield, and so many more are still available. And we're just less than a week away from pitchers and catchers reporting. This might be the first offseason in recent memory that the supply is far outweighing the demand.
1: Free agent class was a very weak one. There's probably six or seven players that were really good. I don't consider any of the guys other than Otani... And maybe Yamamoto was, remains to be seen that are superstar status. So, from, from a, a, a quality part of, um, of this free agent class compared to quantity,
0: quantity wins by far. And the storyline for the Cubs this offseason after missing on Otani has been Cody Bellinger. After the 2023 season ended, most Cubs fans assumed they had seen the last of Bellinger. But with the market being so slow for the comeback player of the year, the Cubs seem to have re-emerged as a possible destination. But with the rumors of Bellinger looking for a seven or eight year deal north of $200 million, the Cubs have never proven to be players for big signings like that. Especially not for a guy who had his first good season since 2019.
1: The Cody Bellinger's, the Matt Chapman's, They're going to try and take advantage of a market where maybe they can get more in this specific offseason than they would in another offseason just because they're the plan Bs. I think a lot of teams are maybe going to want to wait that market out to see if they can get that price tag to come down a little.
0: In the meantime, the Cubs have made three major league moves since hiring Craig Council as their new manager in early November. First, after silence for most of the offseason, they signed Japanese left-handed pitcher Shota Imanaga. This felt like a great addition and potentially an upgrade from losing Marcus Stroman. This
1: guy's legit, uh, right? He's, he's not going to blow you away with 96, but he's got a fastball that plays. Four-seamer that works up in the zone, the splitter, is, is a really good offering, as is a breaking pitch, a slider, and he's a strike thrower. I think he's got a chance to be a, a really good Major League starting pitcher.
0: Just a couple of days later, and the night before CubsCon started, Chicago traded two young minor league prospects, Jackson Ferris and Zaire Hope, For an established relief pitcher in Yancy Almonte and another top 100 prospect Michael Bush. Now Bush probably would have been getting regular playing time in the majors this last season had he not been in the Dodgers system getting blocked by Max Muncy, Freddie Freeman, and Mookie Betts. And although the left-handed slugger is listed as a third baseman on MLB.com, it feels like the plan is for him to be the starting first baseman. And to tighten up the bullpen, which was their weakness last year, Hoyer added a veteran righty, Hector Neris, who is coming off his best season of his career. But this can't be all, right? After missing the playoffs by one win last year, it's the perfect time for Jed to add fuel to the fire, isn't it? Many Cubs fans have started to worry that the front office is going to rely heavily on prospects to fill those voids. That would mean putting a ton of weight on guys like PCA, Cade Horton, Ben Brown, maybe even Matt Shaw, and others to make major contributions in 2024. But the experts just don't see that happening.
1: I do think the Cubs will be transactional to try and move some of their minor league pieces to get major league talent. The Cubs can make some of these things happen via trade. They can make some viable trades here that really impact their team. They already did it with Bush, they hope. And they, they could do it again. You know, is Christopher Morel going to be a starting third baseman for the Cubs starting DH, or is he going to bring back a big pitcher or a uh, another position player for you that fits in uh, more directly with what you're looking for with 2024 and beyond?
0: On top of that, you cannot ignore the public remarks that Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins have made recently.
1: Now yeah, we've made a couple moves. I think we have a, a few more in us for sure. But...
0: can't speed it up. Jed said that when the Cubs had acquired three players, since then they acquired Hector Neris, so if you were to take him literally, that means at least two more players are coming. And Hawkins appeared on 670 The Score recently and said just because we haven't seen any deals happen doesn't mean they haven't been on the phones every day working to get something done. For these reasons alone, I'm confident two more deals are coming. I just don't believe the president of operations and general manager would say these things publicly without real action happening behind it. Jed and Carter typically keep their deals close to the chest, so the fact that they're willing to divulge information like this tells me there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Now, is one of those conversations Cody Bellinger? It sure seems like it. I know how much we love Bellinger, and while it seems like Chicago is the obvious fit for him, I'm not sure I buy into him being the best fit for the team long term unless you plan on trading away an outfielder or moving Bush to DH or third base. But I do believe the Cubs will get one of the big Boris four. If we were talking from a practical standpoint, Matt Chapman is the most practical of the four. He fits in with the already gold glove loaded team. He has a track record that shows that last year may have been an anomaly at the plate, and he's probably only going to get a three or four year deal, which is exactly what Jed likes to go for. Jordan Montgomery might also fit into this category. While he has been a solid starter, he's not a top 10 guy in the league, so I could see him signing for five years or less. Snell, I just don't really see it, but we've been surprised before. And I still feel strongly that another trade is brewing. Who the target ends up being, I don't have a clue. There were talks of the Cubs trading for Tyler Glass. Now that didn't happen. Shane Bieber, nope. Emmanuel Claus say, nothing yet. It seems like the rumors on trades rarely ever turn into reality, but if you had to guess, the biggest likelihood for a trade would involve the Cubs getting another high-leverage bullpen arm or a third baseman, if they don't get Chapman. You can talk yourself into thinking the Cubs already have major league-ready options at every other spot except for those two. But who's on the trading block for third base and in the Cubs' site? Alex Bregman of the Astros, Jose Ramirez of the Indians, Isaac Paredes of the Rays. Who really knows? No one, but those are the three that I can reasonably see as conversations. As for relievers, the only one that the Cubs have been linked to in a trade this offseason is Emmanuel Classe but at this point, you have to think the Indians are asking too much. The other thought I have is the Miami Marlins. They've shown they are not willing to spend this offseason, so you have to wonder if they are ready to offload some of their legit lefties in the back end of their bullpen. AJ Puck, Andrew Nardi, and Tanner Scott are all coming off solid 2023 seasons, and the Cubs still have question marks around getting lefties out late in games. Either way, after speaking to experts close to the Cubs all offseason, I am willing to bet my Andre Dawson signed jersey that the Cubs will make two more moves before the season starts even if it bleeds into March. If you want to take me up on this wager, comment below with Dawson. Also tell me in the comments who you think is destined to sign or be dealt to the Cubs. And don't miss my predictions for the starting staff for 2024 in this next video that just popped up for you. (laughs)